beautiful people. You are listening to Just Press Foreplay, and my name is Susie. We are starting a new segment. This section is called Quickies. Um, I don't know if I'll have them coming out every Wednesday. You know me, if you have been listening to all the episodes so far. Consistency ain't shit in my world. I'm a Pisces, and um, I am also ADHD and also against labels, so I am just living and enjoying myself and my essence in each stage of that living and I'm happy to have all of you here along for the journey. Um, I truly do love and appreciate seeing that we do still get very consistent downloads even when we're not consistently releasing episodes. Um, So that's kind of why I wanted to have this smaller segment so that way I have an opportunity to still connect with my listeners um, but we're still going to have our regular episodes when Patrick's available so that we can have those ones be a little bit more fun with his new work schedule and everything, it's just been kind of weird figuring out good times to record and then just, you know, just getting everything situated. But we do have a really fun one planned. I'm not going to tell you what it's about because I don't want you doing any research on it on your own. Um, But we will be having that episode coming out shortly. But for now, we got a quickie episode, the very first one. And in this episode, I want to talk trash TV. I have to admit, trash TV is my guilty pleasure. I fucking love it. When I read books, the things I read about are like people who are addicted to drugs, who have huge psychological issues going on, um, celebrity biographies. I love hearing about uh, just all of the scandal, the bad decisions, the uh, epiphanies that come from realizing from your bad decisions. Uh, the diving all in and just seeing what comes of it. So I think that that also relates to why I love trash TV so much. I cannot fucking focus on a movie to save my fucking life, but I will binge on some trash TV series. Uh, So today I want to talk about Love is Blind and I want to talk about The Ultimatum. Obviously everyone is watching this right now and I don't want to dive too much into each individual character at all because you're going to get that from everyone right now. But I want to dive into kind of the concept behind the game because in both of these shows, you guys can hear Odie chewing on a wrapper. This is recording with dogs, dude. This is why you guys don't get episodes consistently. So what I loved about the concept behind both of these games is that they were experiments. It's very different from watching The Bachelor where you vote someone out and it becomes social politics. I don't enjoy that at all. I feel like you lose so much around people being able to be genuinely themselves when you have games that are that way. And those ones, I just, I don't know. I find them to be a lot more toxic because you get people who are jumping in the persona of playing a character and playing a role and it doesn't always backfire in their face where what we see through love is blind and the ultimatum is that it's they tried really hard to be very genuine to real life and so people's true colors come out and you see it and it gets acted on. Um, I know a lot of people were complaining that the reunion of the ultimatum didn't dive as deep as people wished it would have. I think there's a lot of reasons for that though. So let's get into it. So first I want to kind of, if you haven't watched Love is Blind, touch you up a little bit on what the concept of it is. Essentially they get 20 men, 20 women, they come together. Um, These people have been scouted 
who are already on dating sites and who are already looking for love and looked like they would be a good fit. So nobody applied to be on this show. Everyone was hand-selected in a sense. And what they would do is they would have everyone speed date. Now, for the concept of the show, they had to, had to kind of like compact it. And it's funny to me because you're you're looking for love, but you're also in an experiment and it's also kind of a game show in a lot of ways and so you're being put through almost like a very traumatic experience I think this is why I get so giddy about it because I'm like there's no way these people can make clear decisions under these fucking conditions uh just so toxic I don't know why I love it so much why do I love it so much okay so anyway They go in these pods and you speed date and essentially you get a fixed amount of time with every single individual so that way you're meeting all 20. And then as time goes on, you keep selecting which ones are your favorite and then eventually your time together doesn't have to be limited because you're honing it down to who it is that you could potentially see yourself being with. The things that I find really fucking cool about this is that you have to remove all of the visuals So you can't go in there being someone who's like high vanity. We saw this especially in season two. There was a gentleman whose name was Shake and he was just so fixated on the physical that you could hear it come through in the questions that he was asking. And so I I, I just, I I loved the show so much because you got to see people not be able to hide from their own red flags Because there's no way you can sit and conversate with someone and like kind of go through your normal Rolodex of questions and be avoidant because you don't know what the other person's going to catch and you're going to have to be accountable to what they're asking you and people are going to be a little bit harder in um, how they attack the dynamic of these questions because you're potentially going to be married out of this. Like, this is someone who you're going to be glued to, so you want to make sure that you're making the right decision. So if they say something that catches you as a red flag, you're going to jump on that and, like, be like, hold up, can you please elaborate on this? But then the other thing behind that is the game show part of it that comes in where you do have people who start to, as it gets down towards the end and people are being filtered out and you're hearing people make connections and you're wondering if you're going to make connections and then it starts to happen where you're creating connections. Was it really there before? Are you just psychologically creating it because you really want to still be in this show and your intent was coming on the show to, you know, kind of like you know, there's there's such an array of possibilities here. You have people who come on these shows just because they want to get uh, a, a bigger following on whatever their social media apps are. Um, you get people who are genuinely in it because they genuinely want to find love. And then you also get the people who kind of just jump in like, not midlife crisis, but kind of midlife crisis where you're jumping into it because you're like, what else is going on for me right now? Like, let me dive into this experiment and see if there's something here for me. So I find the whole thing absolutely fascinating. But the problem is, is the parts that are toxic about it. Um, Once you say yes to an engagement, you're then going to be living with them so that you can see how things are going to be in the real world. But in the show Love is Blind, I don't think they gave them an opportunity to 
say no before. So it goes, so the filming time between the engagement and saying yes at the altar, I don't think people were able to like back out in that time in between. And so it's like, you see these relationships develop and you see these people slowly start to realize like this may or may not be a match for me at all, but they still have to continue the process. They still have to go pick out the dress. They still have to involve their family. They still have to do all of these fucking components that are gut-wrenching. If you know the moment that you saw their face that the answer was going to be no at the altar, but you still got to go through with it. So you're seeing these people go through the mental process of realizing they no longer want to be with this person or seeing these red flags that come about, but they're also still very torn because they want to have a wedding at the end they want love to work they want to think that because you were able to like almost kind of trauma bond in the pods that that connection continues afterwards now I'm not saying this this experiment doesn't work because we do see especially out of season one there's a married couple that is still married today and to be honest they're fucking awesome because when I watched season one They were not a couple that I expected to make it. I kind of perceived them as a couple who um, she was going to do anything and everything to keep him. And maybe that's the reason they've lasted to this point. Uh, But the beauty of their relationship is you can see that their teamwork is on point nonstop. Like their communication is hand in hand. At every reunion, they behave as a unit. And even when they're doing things separately, the way they communicate to other people is still consistent to how they communicate back to how what's relevant and valuable to their relationship so uh that was amazing to me and and I'm not saying that this show is just completely toxic there are good things that come out of being able to just communicate with someone first and have yourself be vulnerable in a way that we don't always get in our fast-paced world But it's just so funny to me to see the different ways that all of these people interact and the different journeys that they're all going on. Because one thing that I I definitely found consistent in watching so much trash TV is that people come in either being vulnerable and finding their growth through that or thinking they're being vulnerable but denying where they need to grow and then that's where the toxicity comes out and then you also see that toxicity project into other people my favorite was watching love is blind brazil because watching a dating show in another country you see the social issues that are different. So in Love is Blind that's recorded here in the States, we saw a lot of issues around, um, there was one couple where he communicated really oddly because of his self-esteem issues around the subject, but he, um, is bisexual and so I think he was more worried that she was judging him on it where I think she kind of was coming from it from a perspective of like why did you hold this so tight for so long because to me intimacy and that's what all these people are after we're all after a deeply rooted intimate relationship because if you're deeply rooted in your intimacy you everything else comes 
and and naturally evolves around that. But a lot of people want to avoid intimacy because they don't understand it. But to me, intimacy is is like the couple who made it on the first season of Love and Love is Blind. Intimacy is knowing that if your partner's not right in front of you, they're still going to be communicating the values that is both of your sides of your teamwork. They're still going to be communicating the message that is your love for one another, whether you're standing right next to them or not. Like that's intimacy, being able to count on that. If I share a story with a friend and I tell them not to tell anyone and I talk to another one of my friends and I can tell that that story wasn't shared, that's intimacy because we can trust one another in that. Now, if I shared that story and I could tell that the other friend did get details, well, then that relationship lacks intimacy because I know now that I can't trust that if I tell them something that they won't tell someone else. I do have to say, though, watching Love is Blind Brazil was my favorite because the cultural dynamics are so different. Um, In watching Love is Brazil, you really got to see people battle with the way they were brought up and in contrast with what is expected when it comes to like family and culture and like you had someone who was from Pakistan and so his values were very strict like no drinking at the wedding and you know the wife does have her role and the communication between the two of them in the end was why I think it didn't work out because she was very much a woman who was happy to stand in her own power and express the words of feminism, but his culture didn't understand the wording of the feminism. So when she would say things like, I don't need you, I can do this myself, he took that as more of a degrading thing as in, you know, like I... I, I don't want to need you, if that makes sense. So it's it's so interesting watching, you know, the way that we perceive things here in America and what we see as strength and the way it comes off as just being different somewhere else and just having a different understanding. There was one specific episode where, like, I highly suggest go going and watching, if you're obsessed and watched all the other Love is Blinds, watch Love is Blind Brazil, because it was a really beautiful season, and everyone is drop-dead gorgeous. And there was some moments where I was like, holy shit, that statement is so fucking sexist. Like, how is this person not angry about that or something? Um, but you just see them process what's happening differently and and I liked it it was cool it was really interesting to watch and the couple on that one that I did not think would make it the guy who was the most sexist uh they actually like are still together and are still uh supposedly very happy which I thought was really cool too and it just kind of made me reflect on how important it is when you're looking for love and when you're wanting love If you don't understand accepting the other person for who they are and in the state of which they see the world, if you can't accept that and you don't love them in that state, there's not ever going to be growth in the relationship because you're always going to be viewing them from a perspective that's not actually seeing them. So it's like you have to first understand how to accept and and love someone by accepting them 
you're not ever going to change anyone. And these people coming into these love experiments, if you're wanting to change someone or you're wanting to kind of like create the illusion of the other person being something they're not, it completely backfires, completely backfires. And I love it. I fucking love it. And I guess that's why they call this an experiment and not a fucking dating show, which, well, I guess is a dating show, but it is an experiment. But yeah, the terminology they gave the guests to use of it being ex- an experiment, I think changes it because people are really open to diving into to what it means to be a part of it which is cool so comparing that to the ultimatum though they did a few things very different very very different in the ultimatum it's not filmed 24 7 which holy fuck like you have a show okay so I guess I should describe the ultimatum if you haven't watched it technically these couples didn't give an ultimatum but the questions that were asked through the interview process guided them to giving an ultimatum okay so this show worked the same as Love is Blind had the same hosts Nick and Vanessa Lachey the difference in this experiment they actually found couples Um, that were already together, already in committed relationships, already, you know, appeared to be strong or whatnot, and they put them through an interview process. Now, in this interview process, they ask all the questions that you would think a dirty fucking producer would ask. What are the issues within your relationship? Like, really diving in and dissecting who the individuals are, what the worries are in the relationship, um, what things, you know, would possibly make it to where the relationship wouldn't work, all of that kind of stuff. And then, of course, they also ask the questions of, like, you know, do you think that your love would be able to withstand this type of challenge and turn it into that type of aspect? So that's what leads the couples into giving the ultimatum. Now, like I said, with this segment of the show, they are moved into kind of like a a hotel type suite, like long stay, where they are all living within the same place, but they each have their own place. And so they, the show really wanted to have it be the most like your real life would be because you're essentially you know, you're, you're seeing what you're, what you can learn from a different relationship and then what you can take back to your relationship. I don't think the goal of the show is to break up couples. I genuinely think the goal of the show is to have it be what aspects can you learn from living with someone else who's not your person and, and what can that awaken within your relationship so that way you can take different aspects back to your supposedly already strong relationship. Now, naturally, that's not what happened. Naturally, there's chaos. Naturally, there is drama. You have found out these people's weak and vulnerable spots, and then you've picked couples that could potentially be good um, band-aids for where those areas are leaky. And so it's like, holy fuck, this show is so toxic. Ah! Ah! April is my favorite though and the reason she's my favorite because she I feel like got the shit end of the stick and just continued to fucking ride it out and be like you know what this is an experiment that I got involved in for a reason so let's just play it to its fullest. She was really willing to get vulnerable and grow through all of her vulnerabilities and uh, I feel like she was the only character on the show who was like really willing to speak up 
to what it meant to be on that type of an experiment. I did think it was strange that some of the couples treated it as like, nope, the way that this experiment works is that we are broken up and you and I are now remarried to these other or engaged to these other people. Like you could kind of hear this weird dynamic some people were taking of like, nope, you're, you and I are over and we're going to pursue this relationship with someone else. I don't think that's how it's supposed to be taken. But, you know, people will do what people will do. Um, and as you saw with Ray and Jake, uh, they just fucking ran off in a lust bubble of avoiding communication but enjoying lust. And that's life for you. If your partner's able to just turn and run that quickly just because of, again, trauma bonding, like that's this thing that we need to kind of almost realize when it comes to connecting with new people. You can have a ton of similarities growing up. You can have a ton of things that make you seem on paper like you'd be super compatible and great and bond over those those topics but what's the functionality in the real world of those things are those just topics that are like fun rainbow topics that are like uh you know you're floating with them but they don't have any are you trying to run from something I think that's what I'm trying to get at are you trying to run from something by continuing to avoid conversation like there's some so uh, what drove me the most crazy about watching all of the ultimatum and watching Ray and Jake's connection with each other was I I truly felt like they just avoided the partners they came with decided to shut off that communication completely and jump into a brand new. Like that's such a huge fucking red flag because that means that you you can't communicate with the other person who you came here with, but you were also on the verge of being engaged with them. So what's really going on there? But the, the my favorite part about watching these though is, is, is watching the true character development. I love the people who came in as one person, but left as someone completely different. And they really just were open to exploring what what the experiment had to bring for them. And I think it should say a lot for our relationships that we go through, just friendships, our connections with coworkers, all of these things, because these little red flags in the way that we communicate are what bleed into everything else and and create our reality. So if we're living life where we're not being our true self, we're not able to properly communicate, then how can the right person for you come into your path? Because you're not being genuine to yourself. You're not being honest with yourself. And nothing around you can be in alignment if you yourself aren't even being honest with yourself. And I feel like that's what these reality shows really put into perspective for us is that if you want to fake things and have them look good on the exterior but not actually fundamentally have what it takes to be running well, then it's great that it looks good, but it only looks good. You can't touch it because the moment you touch it, it falls apart. And we really see that in people's character when they show themselves or or try to be perceived in one way. Uh, but there's little things that pop up where it's like, oh, no, I see you. I see, you know, you can't hide certain red flags. And Jake and Ray have horrible communication and you could 
blatantly see that and in in my opinion like spoiler alert it all fucking blew up in jake's face because he's leaving with nothing like he's leaving looking like he should have been on fuckboy island but instead he was on the ultimatum and those pretty eyes are pretty much all he's got going for him anyway i'm not here to shit talk the other thing about not being filmed 24-7 is I feel like it left so much room for people to lie at the reunion and like the air that I got off of, of Jake and Ray is just so much backpedaling around trying to change how they were viewed on on the show, which like I get, no one wants to be on a reality show and like come off as the couple that like no one likes in a sense but also it's it's a reality check in a lot of ways because in the real world people don't like not being communicated with well people don't like being treated like shit because you just don't know how to express your feelings properly and then when you translate that into wanting to hop on a reality show like yeah it's gonna magnify itself and unfortunately you're allowing yourself to be like at the expense of it But the best thing that you can do is grow from it. Because if you're someone who comes in having the shittiest personality, but you leave growing the most, that's admirable. People love seeing stories like that because it shows that there's hope for literally everyone. No one is too far gone that they can't find themselves again and get everything back in alignment for themselves but if you're gonna avoid it then you look like the villain if you're gonna avoid that reflection and sharing that vulnerability you know like if you can share the vulnerability of offering an ultimatum to someone you can share the vulnerability of going through the full experience of what you were feeling with them i don't know i don't know what's the point what's the point of like going on there if you're not gonna fully dive into it it's like i say this all the time like if you're not going to tell me how the experience is for you and I'm asking you but you're refusing to tell me you're refusing to share with me it's like mad libs like what other choice do I have but to offer what it is that I see is happening you know and that's like what happens in relationships is like there's usually a dynamic where one person is not willing or wanting to communicate their full truth and so the other person sounds like they're nagging or sounds like they're badgering because they're constantly trying to figure out what's stale if that makes sense like if I'm constantly going around the house saying what the fuck is stale and you know you have a bag of chips hiding under the bed but you just don't want to tell me the bag of chips is under the bed but you know that's the only thing that's stale like come on come on what the fuck's the point of being on a team then you know? (laughs) So anyway, that's my trash talk binge. Um, I hate that I love these shows. I really do. If there's another season of both of them, I will absolutely be watching it. Uh, Love is Blind, I did get start to get a little bit bored of, and I don't know how long you can continue, uh, something like that, because with that type of experiment, I think it's really important to make sure you're bringing in people who, um, are above playing the mental fantasy games if that makes sense because with love is blind there there were some people where it clearly just looked like it was a game to them and it wasn't 
you know, it's just like, oh, haha, is love blind? You know, like not genuinely diving into it. But I also, I don't know. I just, I think I just don't like the concept of love is blind because love is like a trifecta. There's multiple aspects that come into play when it comes to like finding a compatible partner. It's not just, you know, would me make great pen pals who enjoy each other's voices. <laughs> like mannerisms are a factor when it comes to being attracted to someone. You know, there's like, there's so many aspects. How someone's energy feels around you. Like someone can be so nice and great with their words, but then their energy field is very, very different. And it's like people get good at playing characters, so it wouldn't be hard to play a character behind a wall. <laughs> it wouldn't be hard to like dive into just playing the heartstrings of people, you know, and I think we really got to see that in Love is Blind and then the ultimatum being like a complete 180. You do get to see just that, like a complete fucking 180. Like, is your relationship really strong enough? If we put these factors in front of you, will everything buckle in front of you because you just don't have the 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 will or the communication skills? Like, whew, holy fuck, I would never agree to go on anything like that. Never, ever fuck that shit. <laughs> okay, but I do have to say, in all of my trash binge ventures, my favorite, my fucking favorite is Are You The One? And this one is aired through MTV. And it's been, it's got eight seasons. So it's got like from way back when. Now let me remind you, with MTV's style of casting, it's different from Netflix. Um, because the people that they choose, like, I don't know if you guys remember growing up in the 90s MTV and, like, road rules and all of that. They pick people who rage. They pick people who intentionally have anger issues that they need to work on and they bring other people who are high testosterone and they kind of play off those dynamics. So even though Are You The One is my favorite show it might be a little heavier on the toxicity because like, holy fuck, the mantrams that happen. <laughs> they only have one of the seasons showing on Netflix, so I don't know if anyone, if like it's easy to watch all of the other series on that one. But let me tell you why I like this series because in Are You The One, you have everyone living together in the house throughout the entire time. It's a game show for money and also love. Everyone in the house has a perfect match. The goal is to figure out which of you within the household are supposed to be matched with which one of you. So throughout the, I think it's like 10 or 11 weeks that they have. So throughout all this time together, each week, they get to make guesses at who their match would be. And they get to see how many matches are correct, but they don't get to know which matches are correct. Then they can nominate someone to go into a booth and be revealed if they are a true match or not. So it's kind of a really fun dynamic. By the last episode, they have to have everyone perfectly matched in order to win their money. If only one person, or well, I guess it would be two if one is off, but if any couples are off on being matched, then you don't win any money for the game show. So it's like you really have to be serious with being logistic and also still leading with your heart because you are trying to find your match in this. I really liked it because while they're in the house sorting through, figuring out like, okay, last week you and I were matched, but that didn't like 
have any new matches. So that means we're not a perfect match. Like you kind of get to see people analyze how their relationships are just slightly different. Like, okay, you guys appeared to be a good match, but when you went into the truth booth, it said not perfect. So maybe because your qualities are like this and your qualities are like this, we should pair you with so-and-so. So it was really cool to see the house kind of come together and analyze one another's relationships and see where better fits would be. Yeah, it was really cool. I liked that a lot. And they ended up winning the money at the end, which was really fucking cool. And the other cool thing about it was on the very last episode, even though the people didn't agree with what the house was saying, they still went along with it because they were like, okay, on paper, it says that we would be the perfect match. And they're like, but our hearts want to be with one another. But we want to win the money, so we'll vote this way. And then everyone was perfect match. Tuesday night drama. So then my favorite, favorite thing was at the end when you saw all the couples realize who their actual match was. Oh my God, I'm gonna go yell at this bitch. When you got to see the people with their actual match, like after watching a whole season of people's different characters and then at the end you see who they're like, through AI technology, who their perfect match would be. It was really cool because you were like, oh shit, like I could see how they would be perfect. Like their dynamics would totally be great for one another. Um, So I suggest you guys go watch Are You The One? Like I said, there's only one season on Netflix right now, but fuck Netflix. Like we all really shouldn't be paying for a membership by them anyway. Okay, so in closing, I want to leave you guys with a beautiful quote from the one person who I thought I hated in the entire season of Love is Blind Brazil, and this was Thiago. He was the most sexist character throughout the entire one. Um, It was kind of beautiful in a way because it was it was like his partner was Nanda and you could kind of see her. She wasn't accepting of his sexism, but she was accepting of hearing where his sexism came from. So obviously they don't show us everything, but from what they showed us in his moments of like speaking that way, you could see her just kind of sit and not react. And I think that's one of the most important things to learn from all of these dating shows is the people who react are the ones who are always just hurting themselves. Because when you're reacting, you didn't breathe. You didn't find where your truth is. And that's why you're lunging at something, right? So she never let his sexist comments get to her in that way. Instead, she just kind of heard him out. Now, like I said, I did not think that they were going to be a couple that got married, let alone do to, I, did I think that they would be a couple that is still together to this fucking day, which I find crazy. But this quote is beautiful and I want to read it because it kind of puts a tie for me on...
it really tied the bow for me on what it means to like genuinely love someone. And like I said, it's about acceptance. And you really hear that in this quote. Um, And the other thing I want to add to it is sometimes when people see you for who you truly are, you act in ways that are not necessarily you. And it's more out of like a fear. It's out of fear and it's out of scarcity. And it's almost like we've been so conditioned to like be afraid of being vulnerable that when someone sees us, we're like, oh shit, like this is the real me. You can't see the real me because then maybe you won't love me. So instead we spend all of our time pretending to be other people that someone might love and then finding out that they don't love us because we weren't being ourselves. And it's just like fucking like ass backwards. What the fuck are we doing? What the fuck are we doing? So I run read this quote because it is absolutely beautiful. And I think that, you know, when we find the person who sees us for who we are, um, we just know that we're accepted. And even if we may fight them and, and battle being seen in our hearts, we know something that's not being communicated. And so he said, you knew me without masks, with a clean face. You knew my ways, my flaws, and my true essence. And I think that's what love is. Like knowing, seeing, accepting, and just wanting to be in what is someone's true essence and I love that and it's fucking beautiful enjoy yourself some fucking trash tv I hope you get something good out of it (laughs) hopefully you got something good out of all of this rambling and the dogs barking and my neighbors being loud as fuck we have new merch up fuck etsy I'm taking that shit off of my website because fuck them so if you want embroidery uh hoodies and sweatshirts those will be available for like maybe another week probably not in other news we do have merch up through redbubble this time um the reason i'm choosing redbubble is for a lot of fucking reasons that i'm not going into right now fuck etsy being the biggest one of them i got suspended like four days after opening my shop and then they didn't tell me why and then they charged me like another four days later and then Another four days later, or like maybe five days later, they randomly open my shop back up again. So I'm just done with them. I'm going to delete them from my existence. We're on Redbubble, and I've been making some really, really cool designs on there. The nice thing about operating all of the graphics through Redbubble is that that gives you guys the biggest discount possible too, so you're not paying an arm and a leg to represent merch that has our artwork on it, but we do greatly appreciate it when you do. I love all of you guys so very much. If anyone wants to talk to me personally, I am going to be doing live chats on the Wisdom app. DM me through Instagram if you want more information on that. Otherwise, uh, check out some of our other episodes. We will be coming out with a new one very soon. Patrick and I both on that. It's going to be a funny episode. Uh, Justpressforeplay.com if you want to find any ways to support the show and get in contact with us. Love and appreciate you guys.